Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. All right, welcome back to the show, everybody. Another campsite sessions. I'm here with Johnny Helton, and uh, actually been meaning to do this for a long time. But I just hate I hate uh, asking yeah. people to drive over, you know, the hassle sure. of it and time and all that stuff. But anyways, guys, we are up here. If you haven't listened to the last two, we're up here camping. We've been doing this our whole lives. How long have they been? Honestly, it's way beyond our time. You know, they used to do it in August. And I was born in July of 76, and I was here when I was a month old. I've been here every year since. <laughs> and your I, dad and them, was it when they were little kids too? Yeah, it's. I think it's so. It was been. It started back sometime in the 50s. The 50s. Yeah. So 70-year tradition. Yeah. Every single year. Come up, up here to our local mountains and go camping. So that's why I was calling it the Campside Sessions. And so you obviously noticed the background's a lot different. Got the creek running right here and kind of close to the meadows. So... Well, what we were wanting to get into and talk about is, uh, I don't really want to say your credentials or what you've done, so I'll just let you do it. Like, what, you born and raised hunting your whole life. Yeah, well, I'm a, I guess you say I'm a third generation, because before, I bit, you know, my great-grandpa Jimmy got my grandpa into it. Okay. And my grandfather on my dad's side has not, never been a big game hunter. Mm-hmm. They were bird hunters. Okay. Quail and dove, grapple jack. Mm-hmm. He always liked that. But so grapple Johnny got um my dad into it. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. And so I dad's been stringing me along since I was a little kid. Mm-hmm. I remember my my first deer that I got to shoot. They were going at the time they're going to Colorado every year. Out of state, you know, you got to be 14. Mm-hmm. And uh so I was like I wanted to go so bad. Mm-hmm. And 
uh, dad would say, no, not, no, you can't go yet. Can't go yet. Cause he'd take me here back home. Okay. But, but so you've been hunting. Yeah, oh yeah. Here and here. Mm-hmm. But, um, so I was 11 years old and right on the age where you start taking, you know, yeah. they can I can start keeping up and stuff. Yeah. And it was another, you know, there all the guys were going and I remember playing his day. He was out the front porch and, uh, hugging mom goodbye. And I'd ran around the side of the house and I got in the back of the car. Oh, he did. <laughs> uh, and I remember him looking over and looking at me, and they started whispering or talking to each other, and they started laughing. And Dad walked out and said, "Go, Mom's packing your stuff. Go get what you need." Wow. And so I was 11, and we went up there. Dad had an elk and a deer tag, and he let oh. me shoot his buck. Oh, really? So I shot a four-point buck. That oh, year. wow. Yeah. 11 years old. Yeah. And that was out of state, right? Yeah, Colorado. Colorado. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Was you there when? Um, Remember that picture? I'm pretty sure you were there. It was little Barney, me, my dad. Who else was there? Brother David, Brother Hilton. Were you on that one specifically? Or do you not remember me being? If I, if you don't remember me, I guess you probably weren't on that trip. Um, I don't know if your I dad went, was there. I don't think, I don't believe you were there that you, well, your dad was there. I don't remember. Because little Barney was. Steven Taylor was there. He yes, shot a big yes, buck. Yes. Okay, you were little. Little. Yeah, I was very little. I was 14 that year. And you were there. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I don't know. Were you in that picture? I, I think you were. I probably you were. were it, was, yeah. uh, it was me, you, little Barney. I'll have to show you that picture. Okay. I was probably yeah, I don't only. Remember seeing that. So how old were you, 14? I was 14. So, so what are you right seven, now? Eight, that'd been 90. That would have been 19. I was six. Yeah. Yeah. So my dad's been dragging me around yeah, too. Yeah, a long time. But um, anyways, I kind of wanted to get in, um, and I'm sure there's some of you out there listening right now that are interested in like, how do you get into that, um, to guiding? So you're a guy, where do you have your guide license at? Uh, I guide in Alaska and Wyoming. But you could guide, I guess you can guide anywhere. Yeah, you, any, it don't work that way. Like any any state, they could call me, somebody could call me. You just got to take a, a guide, a state guide exam. Okay. And Oh, for each state? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and most states, they're all different. Um, Alaska's got a lot more to it because for some reason they're, to get a license there, you got to get your first license, you got to spend 60 days in Alaska. Mm in two separate years um, as a packer and following along with another guide. Mm. Basically, training wheels. Uh-huh, yeah. Yeah. So, when you, so no matter what, you could spend 60 days in Alaska the first year, but you have to, it has to be between two years. You, you have to do two consecutive years. You don't have to have 60 days each year, but you're supposed to have 30 days per year okay. for two consecutive Minimum. years. Yeah. Gotcha. And then you go, what, you go take an exam or what? Uh, no, I, I've, I read they're going to be changing it, but all I did was, uh, um, my, the, my, the guide I worked for, uh, the, the outfitter, uh, he just signed a piece of paper, said, yes, he spent his time here. Um, he's good to uh, go. Like it, like a journeyman and you're an apprentice and you just do the whole process. Yep. So it's all by someone else saying you did it. Exactly. Because how, how else would you say I really did that? Yeah. You, you, you got good, you have to do a background check. Mm-hmm. And uh, fingerprinted and all this kind of stuff. Okay. Saying you haven't been in trouble, but your guide's the one, your outfitter's the one who says, yeah, they're qualified. Okay. Okay. So, so let's go into the process of like how, like how did that all come about? You've grown, you born and raised your whole life growing in. By the way, we've known each other friends our whole lives, yep. me and Johnny. I, I, you were born and raised in the church, the, the church, but your grandpa pastors and has pastored for forever forever <laughs> and so I, we came when i was five 
and started coming there and I'm 38 now. So that's quite a lot of time myself there. But, um, like you said, the background of you hunting stuff. So you've, you've been hunting your whole life and what, what happened? What was the process of you starting to get in into guiding? It's like how that all start and come about. I don't know. You know, some things you can, you can want and so bad you make it happen. Even though you don't know nobody else that does it. Like you with your helicopter. Yeah, I didn't know anybody. You didn't know nobody. No. But you wanted it mm-hmm. and you went after it. I had, I had always wanted to be a guide, but I'd never never met anybody who was a guide because mm-hmm. I'd never been on a guided trip. <clears throat> yeah. So I never met a guide. Yeah. And so I didn't know the process and I didn't, unlike you, I didn't follow through to figure out how do you do it. I just, mm-hmm. it's just something I wanted to do. At a younger age. Yeah, at a younger age. Because you did it, but. Yeah, because I was 30 before I started guiding. Okay. And That's still pretty young looking back now, I'm sure, to you, yeah, right? Yeah, it is. It's 16 years. Yeah. But um. anyways, we, me and Barney, the way I got into it, me and Barney booked our own doll sheep hunt in Alaska. Hmm. And so we went on this doll sheep hunt, and we got there. You know, you have all these thoughts of how it's going to work. Well, it didn't work nothing like what we thought. Hmm. After a couple of days, we got separated. He went his way with his guy and I, me with mine. He killed a nice ram in like the sixth day, I think, mm-hmm. or seventh day. I ended up staying there for 13, 14 days, something like that, hunting. Never got a ram. Really? Yeah. Never got nothing that first no. trip. And we absolutely, I mean, walked our butts off. Mm-hmm. And so it took, we paid on this hunt for a couple of years. Right. That's all I could think about. It, <laughs> the money. It, was, it wasn't not getting the ram. Yeah. It wasn't, oh, man, I didn't work hard enough. It wasn't none of that. It was like, what could I did with this money? I just blew this mm. money. And I, I I didn't even let myself enjoy it like I should have because mm. I, I was down about how much money I'd spent. Mm-hmm. At the time, it was $9,500. <laughs> and uh, that's all I could think about. <laughs> and after, you know, I got home, I started reliving the hunt. And... uh I realized how much fun it was, and that's all I could think about. But I knew I'd never go again. The next year after the draws came out, I didn't I didn't put in for him. I didn't do nothing. Mm-hmm. The outfitter <clears throat> called me. He said, hey, you drew a tag, another sheep tag. I said, well, I didn't put in. He said, I know. I put you in. And uh, he said, and you got lucky enough. You draw one. Chugach Range, Alaska, which is hard to draw. Mm-hmm. So he um, – we – talking back and forth and i told him i said uh bill there's no way i can i can't afford it again this year he said don't worry about it we'll figure it out down the road you get up here and hunt and i did i went up there and uh hunted and while i was there i killed i killed a ram at that time and while Mm. i was there he asked me if i wanted to come back the next year and start being a packer for him Mm. so that's how i got into it and that was bill which is no longer I, I no longer I I work for him occasionally. Oh oh so he is still He's kind of he's semi retired. He okay. does other things now. But the guy I work for full time uh Cash who's mm-hmm. Fast Alaska, he started with Bill Stevenson also. Okay. So we that all, was who we're his... all out of the same tree. Huh. Yeah. Now did he start before or after you Cash? Oh before. Okay. Yeah, he'd been with Bill yeah, for a long time. He had been with Bill for um I think 5 or 6 years before Bef- I got there. Okay. And now, why did Bill ask you that? Did he ask you because you were you were a hard worker, you hunted hard, you 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 were smart, like you knew the outdoors, or did he ask you because you had been mentioned to him? I I never mentioned it to him. Did um, you think it? 
oh yeah, I thought, man, this would be awesome, but you don't think you could actually. You never said nothing to him. No, no. Um, What happened? Now that I've been in it a long time, um, when you see somebody who, when you when I have a client that comes with me, Mm -hmm. and you don't have to worry about him, he does everything, he stays right with you. He knows how to hunt. Mm-hmm. He could go do it himself, but he has. To, you have to have a guide on paper for for everything, or just sheep and b- grizzly. It's sheep, uh, grizzly, and mountain goat. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. once you see those guys that yeah, are that kind of guy, I'll go back and mention it to the outfitters. Hey, this guy. He, okay. He could be a guide, and and that's the way you know it gets around. Because I didn't hunt with Bill. I hunted with one of his guides. And I bet you it's very few and far between. Oh. Yeah. That, <laughs> I've, I didn't know, in all the no time comment. I've hunted in Alaska, I won't give no names, but I, I would say, maybe three hunters. Wow! Uh, and I've I've successfully guided over like fifty animals down in Alaska. Wow! Between bears and sheep and moose and goat, so and three out of about fifty some could could yeah they well, could, I can't imagine I, I didn't have to be there they could hundred percent did it on their own but most people that book hunts. They're they're there for people to do it for them, you know. Yeah, I mean, physically they do okay, but they if you put them out there by themselves, they couldn't. Yeah, they couldn't do it. Yeah, and it, and is that just because they don't have the experience uh, as far as like how to load and how to pack and all that, or is it more just finding the animals? It's a little of everything. <coughs> you, you get you get hunters who could uh, who could do one thing, but couldn't find nothing in the glass mm. if they had to, you know. Even when you tell them it's right there. Yeah. You, a lot of times you see this more in in Alaska. The the sheep they just stick out in the mountain. When you find a sheep, mm-hmm. that you see them. Um, but when we hunt in Wyoming and you're hunting in trees and you're trying yeah. to glass picks things out, you just, it seems like you can spend half your day with your clients. Oh no no, come down really, come down three rocks, tree two trees yeah. to the left, you know, and the still no. <laughs> I will say that's, I mean, that's not always an, because you guys, that oh, I've seen an ear twitch or I've seen an antler. I mean, yeah. what are you, I'm just curious for your method, when you're looking at a hillside, what are your, what's your thoughts of what your, is it, it's probably just natural now, but what's your thought process looking for, to find something? That It is natural now. You just, you automatically go to where you know their deer should be. But when I try to tell a client, like in Alaska, I mean, in Wyoming, which is more to do with the, the um, binoculars, you mm. know, trying to pick things mm. out. Find your clearings first on the side okay. of the mountain. Okay. Look at the clearings. Do a sweep, a, a quick uh, view of all the clearings. Right out the gate? Just right, do that? First thing, yeah. Okay. Pick the obvious places where, okay. a, where deer would be out in the open. And then when you're done with that, then you go, then you start finding smaller pockets inside the trees. And you, you go through that. Okay. So you just narrow it down. But, and then once, well, if you do that scan and there's nothing, then what? Then you start picking. You like start, looking for. Start looking for bedded animals, yeah. Okay. Yeah. But early in the morning, you know, the first hour of daylight, you're you're going to find them either moving or feeding or something. Okay. Sorry, I didn't know if I had that level right. So, I mean, I guess if you hunt enough, you know, mornings, evenings, but do you not. What do you do throughout the rest of the day? Is it nap time, or is it like you constantly just pick up every once in a while? It's been- you can pick up deer in that. Th- Usually the deer and elk, um, sometime in the middle of the day, between 12 and 2, they're going to get up and readjust. They'll nibble for 5, 10 minutes and find another bed because the sun will change position mm. and get on them. Yeah, and they'll so, move them. So yeah. they are going to move They They move. Throughout the day. Um, 
they may only move 10 yards, mm-hmm. but they will move. And that's all you need, huh, is to catch them. If you're looking at the right place at the right time. Yeah, that's Cause it, it can be seconds. Yeah. You, someone, you could have a clearing there. You glass it, and you go to another spot. Well, they might walk through that clearing. You just... And that, that's it? Yeah. That quick? You didn't see them. Huh. So we, I'm sure I miss way more than I see. Yeah. You can only imagine, probably. Yeah. yeah. And isn't it where you're hunting is pretty dense? Like up there, it some, is yeah. some spots. Yeah, a lot, a lot, a lot of pine, um, thick, thick pine, thick brush. So it's hard glassing then. It is once I they mean, once they get in there. Some people can pick it apart better than me. I don't. I'm better in mornings and evenings. Yeah, <laughs> when they're moving. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you so you started in Alaska. That was where you started going first. Or was it Wyoming? No, it was Alaska. It was Alaska. It's, it's, so I told us a lot of things, people you meet. Uh-huh. So I was in Alaska, and this this guy, Britton Russell, a good friend of mine now, he come up. He was wanting to start um, guiding in Alaska, so he came up as a packer like I started out. Mm-hmm. So he was my packer. Got to know him. We hit it off right off the start. And then he started telling me, man, I guide in Wyoming right now. And... uh I said, you're kidding. I said, that's what I always wanted to do when mm-hmm. I was a kid and for elk and deer. And he said, well, when I get back, he said, I'll talk to the outfitter. I said, right on. So I actually got home that year. I was home for about a week from uh, from Alaska. And uh, Rob Wiley called me, the non-difficult mm-hmm. outfitters. I said, hey, said, I'm Rob Wiley. I didn't know. I, mm-hmm. I never heard of him. My brother knew him. I didn't. And he told me, he's an outfitter. He says, Britton said you'd like to guide and he says he thinks you can do it he says would you be interested i said yeah i'd be interested and he said well can you be here in like a week he <laughs> said he said i need two hunts when was like field. what month month was this that would have been september um i remember i went the last deer hunt so that'd been like the right around the if that probably started the first of october okay so you what hunt were you doing in alaska that you had just got home from I believe I just got done with a moose hunt. Oh, cool. Which, that's kind of one of my... Yeah. A grizzly and a moose is like the epitome I've wanted to do since a kid, which financially, I'm like, I could probably do a moose hunt one day, but yeah. I don't know about a grizzly, but... Yeah. So, you... He said, can you be in here in a week? I, I said, oh, <laughs> I just got back. Let me talk to my wife. And so, I talked to Heather, and she said, sure, go do it. It's what you want to do. And so, I, <coughs> I went up there, and I did a deer hunt. In an elk hunt. As a packer or a guy? No, no. I got up there, and I went out with Rob Wiley the first day. We, You know, you start two hours before yeah. daylight. So we saddled the horses, <laughs> got on the horses, and I followed him and the hunter. We went, we rode for like two and a half hours, and we got to this spot and uh, got daylight, and we hunted that day. Didn't really see nothing much. Stayed out there to after dark. We come back in the dark. In a place I've never been in my life. And the next morning, uh, that evening, he said, all right, so you, he said, you want to take him tomorrow? <laughs> I'm like, okay. <laughs> so I'm thinking if this guy knew that I've never been here, you know, this ain't going to go good. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, if you paid for a hunt. Yeah. Well, the guys, so the guy, the actual, um, what would you call it, client, he was with you when Rob yeah. asked you that? Well, no, Rob asked me in But private. the guy knew you were... Yeah, he knew I just got So he there. was probably thinking, here goes my... Yeah. <laughs> so 
the next Which day. Which is no on you, but it was, yeah. I mean, right? That's how we'd all feel. Kind you know, of. same thing. Rob knew after that first day that I knew how to yeah, hunt. Exactly. So he said he he had faith in me yeah. already. But so we hunted for the next three days. We got on a couple of nice bucks. Couldn't get it done. <clears throat> and the evening of the last hunt, we um. It was the last hunt of the year. So they do four deer hunts, mm-hmm. and that was the last one of the year. And this was the last day of the hunt. And they've been hunting a deer all year long, I guess, through the first three hunts. And nobody had ever seen it during the during the season, mm-hmm. once the season started. And it happened to step out when I was there, and my guy shot it. It was like a 185 buck. It was really? a really, really nice four-point. Oh, my goodness. That so, guy was probably stoked. Oh, yeah. And then what, I mean, Rob's probably, I don't know Rob, but he's probably not the kind of guy that just goes on and on. He probably was just like. Yeah, good job. Yeah, yeah, good job. That's all he said. Yeah. But he knew, but, but I, at the same time, he would have never let you go do that if no. he wasn't, you weren't capable. And I don't, I, you know, that's nice to hear, but I don't got to hear it anyways. Yeah, right. No, you don't. Because you did what you are supposed to do, and that's that's it. So that was your very first, oh, no, you, I'm sorry. So you were in Alaska. How long were you in Alaska as, a, as an actual guide before you were? I think, I think only two years. Two seasons. Yeah, yeah, and then I met Britain. Be, well, so, so the first year you... You had to do two years as a packer. Mm. Then you were two years as a guide and a last. So that's four years. And then that, that year is when you went to yeah, so Wyoming. My first year with my own license in Alaska was 2010. Okay. So 10 and 11. And I think I started in 12 and okay. in Wyoming. Wyoming. And then you've been there ever since. Yeah. I didn't, I, you know, I didn't guide last year or this year. I ain't going to guide there this year. Oh, really? In Wyoming? Mm-hmm. And what just. Just because you just got you, you got some tags and stuff or something is that why kind of my kids have gotten older and started drawing their own tags so I've always made sure that it becomes preference mm-hmm. so yeah it's in the same time now you're still going to go to Alaska I am and that's, that's before and now what would you rather do if you had to pick there's yeah they're, they're equally as there's nothing as rewarding as a sheep hunt to me because mm-hmm. you put so much time okay. And effort, and the whole time you're like, I'll never do another one. I'll never do another. Do one. you really? Yeah. That's and you. Every time you do it, you feel that way. Mm-hmm. Oh man. No, I've got where if you're I, saying that. I'd be dying. I've got where I've started enjoying the experience more because I know I ain't gonna be doing a whole lot more. Yeah. So I try to enjoy the from start to finish. Mm-hmm. But there's been times I'm like, if I get off this mountain and get back, I ain't yeah. never doing another. Wow. But, but as soon as you get home, you forget about it. Of course, I haven't forgot about San Joaquin though. Oh. <laughs> now, if there now if there was a buck like there, that that's what Excuse changes me. it, right? Like, what if there's something down there that's worth? There's I mean, nothing down there I want to go see. Right? Yeah. So, uh, I guess another tough question on top of that. So I said Wyoming or Alaska. Let me ask you this, or I guess you kind of answered. You said, "Did you say sheep? Sheep is the most it's rewarding. The, it's the most work, you but it's the, the most, most rewarding." Okay. Now. I would say this, of all the animals I hunt, I think it's whatever's in the season. It comes down to that, huh? Duck hunting yeah. time, everything else, is, I'd rather be duck hunting. Yeah. Deer, it's deer t- deer season, I want to be deer hunting. Yeah. It's whatever season it is. Yeah, that's true. I love it all. Yeah. Because to be honest with you, when turkey season rolls around, I'm not a big turkey <laughs> hunting fun. guy, but what else am I going to do? Yeah. So I might as well no. go. And this year's the... I didn't. I actually didn't get to turkey hunt this year, but there was a lot of stuff going with work. I didn't. I didn't go yet this year. You didn't either. No. Okay. Kids all got turkeys, but yeah. I. I didn't go. And they slayed this year. All of them. Every yeah. one of them were. Yeah. Dude, 
Did Jack Mo- bag out? Most most of the kids bagged out. Yeah. J- Jack the, did, the huh? Teenies. Or Jack got two. Jack got two. Two and Olivia. Olivia just won. One. Okay. She but didn't go probably as much. No, so. I didn't take them. It's yeah. only if somebody else took them this year. I couldn't. I never got. I oh, yeah, because we're your job and stuff. So, like, what? So, let's <coughs> say, I guess anybody listening to us that's interested in being a guide has a little of an upper hand because you're telling them little bits and pieces of how you could. Yeah. They don't know anybody personally, but at least there'd be a little bit of a heads up. So what would you suggest to somebody that was would want to get into it? Um, do they just call around different outfits trying to say, hey, can I be your packer? Or like, I know this. Um, you don't... I don't think you would have to be... You don't have to have a lot of experience. But if you have the want to, and you show that to the outfitter... That you, hey, I'm willing to learn whatever I don't know because I don't know everything. Um, <clears throat> will you give me a chance? And I think they'll give you chances. Mm-hmm. And then just prove yourself. Yeah. Just contact outfitters. Mm-hmm. And there's always got to be. Be honest. Because a couple of years I was, for non-typical, I was uh, trying to recruit guides. And you could, t- when you got, you get these resume things. All I've done, all this. When you start talking to them, you know they're lying. Right. Be honest. If you don't know nothing, tell me. That's fine. I don't know nothing. We can, we can work with that. But I'll be you hard worker. Yeah. Because that takes hard work from what it, I've heard it, you guys no, all No, it's all hard work. Yeah. Even, even, you know, you're off a of horseback in Wyoming, but you're up at 3 o'clock in the morning saddling horses. Mm-hmm. You get in at 9 o'clock. At night. At night. Unsaddle horses. Feed them. Jump in bed. You get four hours of sleep, and you're back doing the same thing. Yeah. So it's all hard work. Yeah. But it's all, it's all, you got to love it. You can, have to love it. Can can a guy make a decent living off guiding only? No. No. No matter, no matter how much you guide? If you was a single guy and didn't have a family and you got all seasons all around, mm-hmm. everywhere. Turkey, er, just everything, you, you, waterfowl. Yes, yes, you could make a good okay. living. Yeah. Then you never see your family. As a family man, no. You, the most I've hunted, I've hunted up to three months out of a year. I did that, you know, for a long time, and I make good money during that time. But you know, what about the other nine months out of the year? Right. You have to get a real job. Yeah, you can't. Luckily, I've been self-employed and got to do what I wanted to Mm -hmm. do. That's really worked. Back to the hard work thing or the lying thing, just for a characteristic tip i guess or something it's like same thing with pilots like so pilot you know i have a lot of i know a lot of helicopter pilots airplane pilots people over the years and what people will do is they'll write you, you know all pilots have a logbook and they'll write in there i have this many hours well no one's no one's um confirming that right okay so you guys are what we call pencil whipping all the time putting stuff in there but you can do that all you want but the moment you lift a helicopter off the deck yeah. You know, right then and there, that's yeah. all lies, you know. Yeah. And so, you know, to give advice if you're young on here listening, you know, it it just doesn't pay. It doesn't. It doesn't get you. You're never gonna pull the wool over anybody's eyes because at no. some point it's gonna come back and bite you. The only people you'll pull a wool over is is people who know nothing. Yeah, zero S- seasoned people like yourself in helicopters. Mm. You know instantly. Yeah, instantly. Someone, oh, they're lying. Yeah, yeah. But um, <laughs> so um. What what has been one of your greatest 
That's pro- that's so I know that's I should have prefaced that for you yeah. yesterday so you can have all oh, night man. to think about it. Well, okay, let's do t- your top two, and then, you know while you're talking of one, you'll remember another one. So no, it uh, just jumps from one to one. It does. Memorable for uh, I've been on some great hunts. Um, Something that meant the most to you. I kind of think in the back of my head, I probably know what it is, but maybe we'll see. The one that ma- means the most to me is probably my my grandfather. Yeah. You know, guiding him to, me and my brother got to go with him on a sheep hunt at 80 years old. How old? I thought he told me he was 82. 81, something like that. Was he 81? Okay. So listen, did you guys hear that? He said 81, and actually we talked about it a little bit when he came on the podcast. Okay, yeah. Yeah, and that was a lot long ago, actually, but you just heard him say, if, if you're watching on the YouTube channel, you can see that Johnny's no fat slob. He's in shape. I mean, he may not feel right now, but uh, at different times of the year. I got my veneer on. I'm, <laughs> normally, I'm a solid muscle. You know? <laughs> but you know what I mean. Yeah, like, no. <clears throat> like, you just, he's not 300-pound guy trying to hike up. Because what, what elevation are you at most of the time? The sheep hunt ain't that bad. It's, um, usually you're going to be killing your sheep around 6 to 7. Okay, then, but, but it's still, it's straight up and down. It's like this with yeah. rocks. Yes. Shell, is it shell? Most of it's shell. <laughs> you're slipping every step. You, you never take. got a solid footing. Yeah. So, so for an old person. 81 years old. Yeah. That's hard for an 18-year-old. Right. Don't tell me how hard it is, you know. Yeah. But so, okay, so just I just want everybody to remember how hard that is. And he's yeah. 81. So. Yeah, so me and my brother got him in there and uh, it, it worked. It was meant to be because. We just figured once Scrapple got in there, seeing how tired he was, you know, how hard it was on him. You didn't think he's he got would. one shot at it. Yeah. And it just, we started up this canyon where I thought he was, and we walked up in there probably about, I'd say we went up there in there two to three, two miles probably. And then I spotted him, and he was down low on the mountain. You know, they, they're mm. a lot of times they're up high. Mm-hmm. He was down low, bedded on a little perch. And uh, and he was a nice ram too. Yeah, he's forty inch ram, which, which is huge. That's a over a full, full curl. Uh, yeah, well, they can be a full curl at say thirty four, okay, thirty five. It's however a lot of rams will come down low, so their their curls bigger. Oh, so you just take the soft tape and you just you you go from the. So it really doesn't matter if it makes a tight the, curl. It could be way smaller, yes. right? Okay, gotcha. Yeah, you can. Get, I've seen 32-inch full curls. Oh, okay. And then I've shot rams that are 39, not full curls. Hmm. And, but they're looping they're big. They're looping big, oh, okay. yeah. But his was a 40-inch, and it, it was over. It was probably this much over full curl. You know, wow. Nice and twisty. big, yeah. Yeah. But we got him up to 400 yards. I set his turret for his gun. Put it on the pack. He just basically just rolled in there and it took about ten seconds or so, and boom, and that thing uh, just fell over. Oh, just rolled down the hill. It was dead. And he still had the the grass in its mouth. It was sitting there chewing its cud. You know? No way. Yeah. And so, um, we all know because we've heard our whole lives how you know it's a good shot. Yeah. It's a crack shot. So, how did he feel? Like, where did he hit him at? Was it not really? A, I shouldn't ask that question. No. <laughs> he told me, I think, but I can't yeah. remember. Was it a spine? He no. He was aiming for a, a hard shot, right? And he he probably shot that much high above it, he, which is nothing. He rolled over, and you know we all saw it was rolled, and he rolled over. So well, I should put it right there, tucked it right there. He should should 
the hole should be right there anyway. It is like that far above it. But, One inch off. Yeah. Wow. Did he shoot a bunch before you guys went on that trip? No. He just knows how to breathe and how to squeeze. Yeah. And you, Once you got trigger control, mm-hmm. you've shot your whole life. I mean, yeah. everybody needs to practice. Don't get me wrong. Don't, yeah. don't take me wrong on that. <laughs> you need to practice. Yeah. But really, once you learn how to do it, it don't go away. It doesn't. You just know the process. Yeah. yeah. So what do you think that is? And I know you're you're the guy, and you're still active, so you want to be careful. But what is that with guys that come in, have the big, bad stuff, and have everything, and is it just because they've never been taught properly, or is it just because they like? What's the biggest reason guys are missing so bad sometimes when they come there? It's a hundred percent is not controlling your feelings, emotions, emotions. I'm gonna throw him out here, Travis McDonald. Oh, go for it. Every, we love him. Yeah, he's, you know everybody loves him. He's a psycho when it <laughs> when it comes to the moment. Mm-hmm. His emotions get so high. Yeah, he don't control. He can't. He can't. He cannot control. He it. can't do it. And I love that. Yeah, I do. I love that. It's exciting. If you don't, if you're got where you just don't care. Boom, it's over. Right. And I've seen people that can do that. Yeah. It's just oh, there's another one I'm gonna put on the wall. Yeah. Yeah. It takes a lot of the fun of it. I love hunting with people who get excited when they're done. They're crying or they're jumping mm-hmm. up and down. They miss and then they hit it on the next shot. Yeah. Something like that, you yeah. know. Yeah. Now, do you guys do? You, are you still involved in that shooting school, or is that kind? I of- have it. They they do they do it. They're doing a bunch this year. Really? Jacob's handling that. My oh, nep- is he? My nephew. Yeah. Well, how do you? How does someone go to something like that? Um, you go to non typical outfitters website, mm-hmm. and I think it's it's either twenty two hundred dollars or something, and it's a mm-hmm. three day course. It's a mountain course, so. You're hiking up and down mountains, shooting downhill, uphill, way across canyons, mm. different elevations. It's a uh, it's it's good for people who hasn't got to shoot a lot. That sounds like, that sounds like a blast. I, I was skeptical, really, when you know shooting. Well, I know how to shoot, and when I went there and helped out and did the course, mm. I I had a totally different really? view of it. Yeah. It's it's good. <clears throat> it really is. It's kind of funny because the military. When I went into the military and we were shooting, I'm like, I'm gonna ace this thing like, yeah it's no problem which it was for me it was semi-easy yeah but there was things they taught me so it's like why do we sometimes get the mindset like i've got it mastered yeah because we'll learn till the day we die you can never know everything never it's impossible uh, i i know a little of i know a little bit about some stuff but right. i don't i don't i ain't a master nothing no so if i can not just shut my mind off to it yeah you can always learn yeah there's <laughs> some neat things some neat things taught so the grizzly bear hunting, I've had Barney on talk to with him about this too, but like again, that being one of my top uh yeah. things I've dreamed of doing. What um were you with that were you on that one with Brother Beckett? Was that you? That was me, yeah. That was you and him? Yeah. Just you and him? Yeah. Can you tell that tell yeah. that story? Because so, that's an exciting guy right there. He's he's another Travis McDonald. <laughs> okay. I've seen He's him. that bad, huh? Oh yeah. He just goes beside himself. He's a good shot. Mm. But he, he just He's in the moment, man. He's, yeah. he's like amped up. And uh, I got a video of that hunt. You do? Yeah, you need to watch is that. On you t- is that on YouTube or do you no, just say, save no, it? No, I got, but it's a pretty good video. <clears throat> okay. His, actually, his daughter's Olivia Helton. We've had her on the podcast and she has the cha- her own channel too. It's still Olivia Helton, right? Olivia. She has, she, She's Charles, Charles, still trying to think of a name. Yeah. I told her, I go, you know what? I told, I think you told her the same thing. Just leave it. Leave it. Because a girl's name. It's more noticeable and it's a cool name. So, but you, 
if you haven't listened to her, you can go check that one out. But she she has a channel. She does all kinds of stuff, deer hunts, duck hunts, all kinds of stuff. But this is her dad, just in case anybody was see the connection there. But anyways, back to Brother Beckett. He and we miss him. He passed away. Yeah. Uh, what what year was that? Um, he passed away about about five five six years, years ago. ago. Yeah. So he was great preacher, great amazing preacher, and great person. Just great blast man. to be around. But uh, anyways, you guys went on that. Yeah, his his dream hunt was a brown bear. It was a brown bear. Yep. In Alaska. And I got in there and started guiding, and the outfit I worked for just he uh he made it happen for him. You know. Okay. He made yeah. But anyways, he got to come up there. It was a our first clients had done rolled through. I tag. I'd done. I'd done. Been on. I guided three brown bears already that season. Wow. They were just like one after. I mean, two day hunts and they're done, done, done. Wow. Which is not normal, right? No. No. Usually, now the way they've set it up, there's only they've shortened it to fifteen days. Okay. So usually you only get one client. Oh wow. So what I, it used I to be. It was you were guaranteed you're going to have two clients. But how many days was it? Twenty one. Okay. What it is, you know, 10-day hunts. Now you can't. So how are you on three, guys, plus? Because he'd have extra people showing up. He, and he and knew, you're knocking it out. He knew when he had 10 guides that somebody's going to get done early. I got you. And I was happy to keep getting okay. done early, so he just kept giving them to me. Hmm. But anyways, he got to come up there, and um, little did we know that just a few years later he'd be, he would die, you know. I bet you're so glad you got oh, to be, man. have that chance. I'm glad I got that video of him, but he had the time of his life scoped himself <laughs> we shot it he shot a pretty far shot and uh but it was getting down to one of the last days and we had this big tidal uh river that we had to cross mm-hmm. so at certain times of day it'd be down low and then it'd get up to like 12 feet because it was ha- it had about a nine foot tidal at the time Whoa. so when it got down to its lowest we'd seen we'd watch this bear for um i think two days in a row same spot come out Eat stuff off the mm. off the edge of the ocean there, and I said, "Hey, we got to go for it." So we're gonna be stuck over there tonight after we shoot it. So this is it. Let's do it. And he was gung ho. So we crossed up about to our waist and got over. There. And he had diabetes. I mean, all of was a sudden, he not he, doing good at that time. He was already sick. Oh, he was. He, we didn't know he had cancer. Right. And I don't. He he probably did at that time. You know, just mm-hmm. a few years later, he died from it. But mm-hmm. he was he. He was, John, I'm freezing. we got to get in the sleeping bag, you know, before this. And he'd go in. We'd go back to the tent, and he'd boots, everything, just get in his sleeping bag. In the bag. In the bag. It was filthy. Absolutely filthy. <laughs> just until he'd, he'd lay in there for a couple hours, and he'd be warm. I'd turn the, the cook stove mm-hmm. on, get him warm as I could, cook him something to eat. But anyways, we crossed that, got over there, and we shot that bear. And uh, it spun ran up in the brush and so we had to do a big around the tide fall on the edge of the tides got over there and um and we walked up to where he shot it and there was blood so we started falling right before we got i seen the bear jump up and we were both ready okay we were expecting it and i mean it was just i think i shot three times he shot three times because it's in the brush i don't know how how many times we hit it right but it it just fell down after a bit. It fell several times because we was hitting it pretty good. But. Mm. What guns were you guys using? I had a three seventy five, and he's always on with a three seventy eight Weatherby. Three seventy eight, yeah, Weatherby. which shooting way harder than three seventy five, in my opinion. So, huh? A three seventy eight is. Yeah, 
Okay, and that's what he was. That's what he always is hunted with. That's a that's a big old. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's a big big gun. Huh. This uh, is gonna be a stupid question. Nobody uses fifty. You can't. Leave no, it. I. You know what? I think I've seen a video of someone using it. Is that legal? Or I mean, is that is that? I don't know. Obviously. I don't know. That was kind of a yeah, dumb question. I, I just don't kinda, know because as big as a three seventy eight is, that's pretty. That's pretty massive, isn't it? Yeah, it's a big bullet. Yeah. 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 I mean, it makes a three hundred look small. Oh it? yeah, yeah. Yeah. But the, ca- that, the casing's so much bigger, and it's shooting a heavier. All bullet. that powder. Yeah. What's your brother uh, Hilton? Your grandpa used. We all shoot a thirty three seventy eight. Thirty three, which is it's a three hundred, basically bullet, because we're shooting a two hundred grain bullet. But the the casing's another half again as big almost. Mm. We're shooting way more powder, so we're shooting at thirty three hundred feet per second a two hundred grain bullet. Wow. So, I didn't realize it was that fast. Yeah, it's fast. My goodness. Now, how are, how are you with, because technology and stuff and, and practice and all that good stuff, you know, some people have the concept, get as close as you can, which I'm sure I'm sure you feel the same way too. We all do, right? Like, if you can do it, do it. Right. If you can't, what's your thoughts on distances, like people shooting, because I know you guys, it's not, I don't know who, but like, I'm sure some of you have eight... 800 yards or more maybe what's your thoughts to people that i mean what where are you at on that i'm in between okay um there's times when i've had hunters who don't shoot over 300 or 400 that's just their rule that's their rule and their gun really ain't capable because they yeah. it's just a, everything's stock on it and they don't know how to shoot it past that i mean so he's like man i wish they had a, a, a dial on there or something and I've seen hunters who just, they're wanting to shoot at a thousand, you know, just, yeah. just to say they did it. Yeah. And, Instead and of out of necessity. Yeah. And I don't like that. Yeah. I don't like that either, I guess. Cause when I'm watching a hunting video and you see it all the time now, and the animal, the first thing they do, 782 yards, you know, they jump up and they start hollering. Instead of about. Instead of the animal, yeah. all they want to talk about is the distance. Yeah. And you know, it's awesome. Because I've been in situations where you ain't getting no closer. Mm. And if someone has that capability, then it's awesome to mm. have. Yeah. And but to be that, be the focus of. It seems like that's the focus of yeah. a lot of it. Which means even worse about than just. Because some people just focus on the kill itself instead of the whole experience. Yeah. And that's what you were saying earlier is it's it's the whole thing that right. makes me enjoy it. What What I've learned how to do, and I have the last several years, the walk-in. Everything, just try to slow down my thoughts and enjoy everything. Say, hey, I don't know how many more times I'll get to come back here. Yeah. I did a hunt. A few, I think it was the first year Talon went with me. And and we went in. We went 18 miles for a sheep hunt. 18 miles in. 18 miles in. <laughs> and I got Girardia on the way in. Oh. And hit the night before season, because we went in two days early. And... uh I, I was just drinking out of the creeks. I always have. I just thought, well, I'm immune to that. Alaska or Wyoming? Alaska. Okay. I figured, Which should be purest. It was coming right out of the mountain. And, I, and I was like, I've, I've always did it for, you know, 10 plus years. And I just thought, I, well, I don't catch it. Well, I did. And the night before I noticed, man, I don't, my belly's getting messed up. The next morning, um, I, I, I had fevers throughout the night. Next morning was open and we went back in there. Luckily, I mean, it was 
it was I think it was the Lord helping me out on that one because we killed one open. Wow, just like that. Had it done by you know quarter. You, and you're messed up right now. Skin, I'm already feeling bad. Yeah, mm-hmm. so we totally took care of the sheep, skinned it out, um, deboned it all that up there on the mountain, packed it up, started back and and we. I told him, so we need to get down. Let's get off this mountain tonight. That way we're off this steep spot. Because I told him, I said, I, I, said, I got something going on. Mm. So I'm not feeling well. So we went down to the bottom, and that night they cooked up. We was cooking up sheep. Mm. Is that I, good? Oh, it's a, yeah, it's amazing. Is it really? And I, I always bring seasonings with me, you know. Mm. And But I didn't, I didn't even want it. You couldn't even eat. It was already started. Whatever I ate Ugh. or drank, it was coming up within under. Oh, five you're throwing minutes. up. So you're throwing up in no, di- like diarrhea. Diarrhea. Just, so, but as soon as you would eat, it would just spread five, through. Five minutes. Oh my goodness. It was coming even out. Even like a drink of water. A drink of water. And so I said, the next morning, so we got to get out of here. And we cut the distance. I think we were down to nine or ten miles for the next day. But next morning, I was already dehydrated. And, you know, we had 90 to 100-pound packs. We crossed the river, and uh, I said, let's go. So you guys just take off. I said, I mean, it's a, it was a good trail. It's a well-used okay. trail. And uh, I stayed with them for a little while, and I kept having to stop and run in the bushes. And you were by yourself. They took, oh, you mean you stayed with them yeah. as they're going? And, they- and then I told them, so just go. I said, I can't get, you know, I'll be fine. It's just going to take me longer. And, man, I couldn't drink nothing for all that way out. I was just, I mean, I, I pushed it as the hardest I ever had to push myself, but I made it out and that night went and got some drugs and got it in me and like, cause pool. you have to take that to get over that, huh? Yeah. Like yeah. you ain't getting over Girardia naturally? No, you gotta get the medicine. Really? That's prescribed. So I wonder it. if people would die from that back a long time ago. I don't know what would happen because maybe eventually your body would, I don't know. I, I mean, I was... I was dehydrated totally. I could probably worse than you're saying right now. That, that I couldn't hold nothing in. Yeah, literally couldn't nothing for how many days? So well, you- it started that one night, all that next day, and then the next day walking out all that distance. So because then you went to got the yeah the medicine medicine yeah. So now I definitely instant? always so you do my not water. always no matter what no, now yeah never again no. <laughs> what do you like to eat? What's your favorite like setup to use? I'm sure they all work, but like what brand do you like? What I do now is to me is the easiest thing and it carries a good amount of water. It's uh it's two big bags. The gallon bags. Okay. And it just like like thick thick Yeah, just plastic, like new, a new prime. Okay. Thick you see you see through plastic. Uh-huh. And it's a gravity fed and it has a rubber hose going and a little filter in the middle. It's real lightweight. So you just fill up one bag, put it in a tree, and it just filters through, and so oh. you have a gallon of water. Okay. So it's it's really handy. How long, is that, how long does it take to do that gallon of water? Oh, under four or five minutes. Oh, okay. Yeah. And that's your kind of favorite. Yeah. Because once you drink it, then you just curl that back up and stick yeah. it in your bag. Yeah. Because I tried the straw things. I'm like, I don't, it, you about suck your brains no, out trying to get I don't, something out of it. I don't like the straw things. The battery-operated ones were... You got to carry around batteries, which is wait the pump. You you yeah. get tired of pumping. So I just I just like my gravity fed one. You, do you know what brand by any chance that is? Uh, or can you just get it on Amazon or is it like yeah a, I got it off Amazon. You did yeah gravity fed. okay yeah. Huh, so I guess we kind of somehow we got off. Maybe we were done with the conversation, but back to Brother Beckett. So he shot that bear. 
I don't think we finished that story. You said you're shooting. It died. Okay. Uh, uh, we got up there and we we took our pictures. I skinned it out. And the tide came back in. And uh, I got on the... At that time, we had sat phones. The inReach wasn't out yet. Okay. And so I called the... We were only probably eight miles from the village we were mm-hmm. um, at. And I saw I called the guy up where we, we were staying. And he sent out his grandson in a boat. And he come picked us up at night. Picked us up right at dark. And uh, loaded us up and took us back over to our side. Because mm. we couldn't get back over that night. How big was that bear? That bear was only, it, it was probably right at nine foot. Wow. It wasn't a, it wasn't a true monster. Yeah. I mean, it's a, them are big bears. Right. But, you know, it was a, it was like a gift bear and it was the last, uh, getting close to the end of the still, season. I mean. He was ecstatic. And that didn't even bother him. No, you know, no. Yeah. He, uh-huh. he got the trophy of his life. Right. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, that's your dream that's, your whole life. That's what you want people, that's the kind of people you yes. want to hunt with. Yes. I've hunted with people who. It's their third or fourth one, and it's no big deal. Why do you even do that, though? You know, they still get somewhat of a thrill out of it. Because they're stacking them, they're, kind they're, of? Yeah, they're just, um, they they do like it, or they wouldn't come back and do it again. Yeah. I mean, I mean, ducks. Yeah, once you kill a mallard, they're all the same, right? No, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You hear that buzz, man. It gives them a high adrenaline. Yeah, there's some guys uh, that Lynn, I think Lynn Stinson Trouse's yeah. sister or wife's cousin or something. Yeah. He this like he has like um he has multiples of everything, but like I can't the red deer red deer I think red stag red stag have like ten of them. It's like yeah. why that shoot? Ten I them? guess that's what does it for him. Yeah. So you I know, mean, you know, I I could hunt mule deer the rest of my life and just keep keep because yeah. there's always one going to be bigger out there. Yeah, that's true. Just like fishing. Bass fishing. Yeah. Oh, I caught a six-pounder. I want to catch an eight-pounder now. Your yeah. next goal in life. Yeah. It's always what pushes you. If you it want is. if you want something, you're, you're just going to push you. And then uh, to to go back a different way, though, in all reality, in all of that, it's the experience. It's the journey. It is. That's what we always say. It's like, that, you said something I thought would be a good point. We can end here or not or keep going. But the one thing me and Travis and Thomas talk about all the time is it's – I focus the older i get the more i try to make myself get out of the zone you are when you're younger and just enjoy every single moment well because it all seems like a dream when it's happening it goes so fast then you look back and be like just sitting on the tailgate drinking those mountain dews was amazing yeah just being there in that moment i would go back to that right now it's not about oh i just dropped that drake mallard at 15 yards that's an amazing memory capture but the whole the whole process it's the process even now you know, uh, getting the the decoys ready, getting the mm-hmm. getting the weight set up, getting ready the night before everything you're going to need to yep. walking out because we hunt on public land. Yeah, you're always walking in, yep. and it's usually a rush. You're just yep. It seems like oh, I got to get there for somebody else. Yep. And uh, but the whole thing's fun setting up. I love getting my decoys done and sitting there for the thirty minutes before yep. it gets daylight. Yep. And That's just fun. Yeah, it just is. To listen to the noises. Hanging out. Yep. The whole thing's fun. It is. Yeah. And just the, I don't know, nothing beats it. Makes me ready. <laughs> We're getting close. We are. We're on. I can't believe it. What Jack say? 100 days off? No, Jack, what did he say the other day? I thought he, a couple of days ago, told me 99. I thought oh, okay. he said. So we're, yeah, we're 90, there. 
five nine. And what's crazy is starting in two weeks. Well, we got another week of camping, which I'm loving. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm gonna be working for two weeks. I go to Alaska for a mountain goat. Okay. And now is that the hardest hunting? Because you, because you said the rams, be. you said the sheep hunts aren't super high, but I guess so. It's hard because of el- angles well, and rock. The, the goats seem to live on the nastiest place in the mountain. Okay. But I've been hunting them out of Seward, Alaska. Okay. And we actually drive out there and get on a boat. They uh, taxi us around like an hour out of Seward. And we get off on a little rubber raft and we go to the shore, row our way in the shore. So you're, you got to pick a day where the surfs ain't bad. So you tie everything up, hang it in trees. And, you, and right from the beach, I mean, you're going up mm. straight up. But you only climb maybe 1,500 to 2,000 feet, and you get up in the alpine down there. Hmm. So once you get that first initial climb all the way, it's just, it's no trees. It's just nice, hmm. beautiful green. It's an enjoyable hunt. Sounds like, and so that's what you're doing next after this? Yeah, my first time will be a will be Before that. deer season archery. Yes, I'm going to miss archery deer season. Oh, you are? Oh, you are? I thought you said you were going. No, I can't. I'm going to do that. I'm coming home. Olivia drew an antelope tag. Oh, okay. I got to do her. So I'm giving up a sheep hunt to come back to do a Olivia's mm. antelope tag. I'll work for a couple of weeks. So I might get a, that's the only spot I can possibly do archery this year is after okay. her antelope for like a week. Okay. Because you just don't know what you're going to draw. So you kind of have some plans and then, oh, we drew. So this is yeah. what we're doing now. And, and I go back and do a moose in Alaska. Okay, wait. So you're doing goat. Come back, Olivia's. Do antelope. For antelope. Is that that California? Yeah. Wow. She drew a candle. Yeah, she got lucky. Yeah, you guys are going to have to stay yeah. tuned in for that yeah. one. Is that a share hunt? No, no, she drew it. That's a draw. And, and that's a, ran, random. And do they have good size antelope well, over there? Yeah, you can get, <clears throat> we're looking for a 14-inch goat. Yeah, I mean, the fact, nice that goat. She, the fact that she drew one. Yeah, it's crazy. It's nuts. My dad just drew, my dad drew one also. And, he, and they didn't even party? He's, he's max points 22 years. Holy moly. And she drew in what? It was six. She had six points. Still. Yeah. Guess. That's cool. That's cool the fact that it's California. Oh, it is. <clears throat> and then we drew three X zone tags, which for California is good tags. Mm-hmm. So I got three deer hunts to do after I get home You're from the You're busy. I'm busy. And the week that ends, then we got duck season starting up. So Yep. Perfect. Season's planned out. <laughs> That's like, from, I like it, man. So from, you know, starting in August all the way to February, it's fun times. Yeah. And every, you know, between every hunt, I'm I'm working. Right. Back to construction. Well, I don't know how you feel about it, but like, Sarah, <laughs> I know how Sarah feels about it. She's like, you just worked a duck. I'm like, you know what? You're right. That's his love. What is what Hey, if we just saved all of our money until we retired, we're too old to do anything. And then what? Richard Burns, our good buddy. Yeah. Just, I mean, he's he's had fun. Yes. But I'm just using him as an example. He's a year and a half away from retiring, and he drops dead of a heart yeah. attack last yeah. week. Yeah. So you never, now. you never live while you got and, it. And like you said, he did. But, yeah. But it's like, that's, what, that's my theory. I know some people, and I've talked about this on the podcast on different, like even financial things. It's like there's a borderline to where, and I'll just say this, like, a lot of people like Dave Ramsey. That's great, and and he has a he's sure, very smart, sure. very successful. A lot more than I am. Yeah. So what do I know, right? But at the same time, just because someone's successful doesn't mean that I have to emulate that for my life too. Right. Because 
me and Sarah have talked about this. Actually, <clears throat> I'm kind of getting this little sidetracked here, but I've seen a little, you know those little books? They're little thick, short ones, and people draw pictures on a, a picture on each page, yeah. and you thumb through it, and, and it has it a changes. movement. Yeah. <clears throat> i seen this the other day. Someone put it, and it was almost, it was a good reminder, but it was almost depressing. And what it was is this little boy, it started out a little boy, he was chasing a balloon, and then he was growing, he's getting older in this, and again, it's just hand-drawn pencil. And they're flipping through it, and he's chasing this balloon, and then it turns into one a dollar bill, then like $50 bills. He's growing up. He's getting older. He's chasing it. Now he's getting older, and it, and now he's grabbing the money, and he's putting it in his hands. And he gets to the end. I was telling Jacob about it. He gets in. There's a cliff, and it says the end. And he finally gets all the money. And, and then what? He's falling off and it's, the he's, it's, it's over. It's his life's over. over. So it's like, why not be, mod- be moderate and... And you be prepare res- for the future. Be responsible. Be responsible. Live. Prepare for the future, but live right now. Yeah. I don't... 100%. I, mean, I don't know. I like... I talked to Barney about, you know, is, is your niece getting married, moving out of state, and Barney, not putting him above anybody else, but he did... I feel like he did a ton with his kids. Yeah, he did. Spent a ton of time, and he said he still wishes he would have spent more time. So I'm like... You cannot, I cannot do enough with my kids, and it's really challenged me to Absolutely. try to do more with them, you know? Like, Johnny? Yeah. Do you I wish you would have didn't? I didn't do near enough with him. But he started, and college is awesome. Mm. It's good for kids. He started, I mean, it's 16, 17 yeah. years old. Yeah. So when I was going guiding, most times, you know, Jack, he'll be going with me because mm-hmm. he has no interest in going to college. Yeah. Um, Johnny was always in college and never could go. And it got in the way of a lot of hunting trips. You know, he he's hit his point now. He's successful, mm-hmm. and he he reached his where he wanted to be. Right. But I wish I could have did more with him. Yeah. And a lot of it too, I could have. But you know, I wasn't financially able at the times he was. Could have. You're went, trying to make a living. Trying to make a living. Yeah. So you just do everything you can, even more than you can, and you're not going to regret it. No. I mean, no, you definitely are never going to regret it. I, sp- I think you're always going to regret you didn't do enough. Look at Olivia. She's go- she goes everywhere with me. Yeah. I mean, I don't go hunting without Olivia. Yeah. And she, she loves it. Yeah. And I bet you, no matter how much you do, I still think you're going to feel like I could have done more. Oh, yeah. When Johnny got married, this is funny, but when he got married and I went home that night and I went and sat on his bed and I, I, had, I started getting tears just rolling down my mm-hmm. face, you know. It's like, man, he's never going to be here again. All mm-hmm. the, Anything that we could have done alone, you know, it's yeah. never going to happen again. Yeah. And, you know, it will later on in life Yeah. when he gets things figured out. And, uh, hmm. yeah. And to be honest with you, that's, I can look back and see that with me and my dad. Like, yeah. he, my dad had a lot of things that it's just, my dad's kind of like, that's what he wants to do. And that's what's hard for me because I can find myself being the same way. Oh, yeah. Like, Vivian's not, really that kind of person so what can i do with vivian and it doesn't have to be outdoors no i don't but she loves to fish so i'm like i gotta make this a priority because i mean she's already 13 and it's like blows my mind i can't imagine how you feel with your daughters Mine and are gone. your son it's like my goodness but it's like i want to be the kind of dad and again i'm not saying my dad's not but i want to be the kind of dad that i'll just do whatever as long as it is to be with them right. i'm gonna force them but my dad it does come back around johnny because I think there is a time you said you just said it. Let him give time to figure things out mm-hmm. because he's trying to. Now he's got a wife and he's gonna have kids soon. He's, he's got to provide. Yeah, but you know what? 
and I he just, loves you just as much as he ever did. Oh, yeah. But it's, maybe it might not be till his thirties where he's like, Dad, you want to go hunting this year? I just, you know, or, I want to be there when he's when he's ready. I want to yeah, be ready. Yeah. Exactly. And it will. It'll come it, back. Oh, 100% will. Yeah. Because it was a long time before we started, I mean, my dad started, like, not that we weren't, it has nothing to do with, like, no, I know exactly dying and out. Saying. It's just, he would call me, if you want to do this? I can't, dad. Like, yeah. I can't afford it. Yeah. You know, so, yeah, it's, it's That's life. another thing, too. When we get to the age where we can start doing stuff with our dads again, do all you can. Yeah. Because there comes a quick age period with your dads. From You start seeing them, they're about 65. Mm-hmm. They're going to start going downhill. Mm-hmm. I see it so much with my dad. There's so many things that we always have wanted to do that we never did. It, you know, most, mm-hmm. mostly because of money. Cause you, yeah. didn't, you didn't think you could afford it. But now if we had the money, we couldn't do things. Well, see, that's what Jared Jared said that. He goes, even if, he goes, I'm not trying to tell you to be financially stupid. But he said, Some, you're never going to feel like you can fully afford it, but try to make yourself... And it don't have to be nothing crazy. I told Sarah no. the other day, I go, you know what? We think we got to do this big extravagant trip because sometimes we get caught up looking what other people are doing. It's like, I'm not them. I can't afford, you know, I can't yeah. do some of those things, but I could still. You know what I regret the most about guiding, which I've absolutely loved, is more than anything I, it took away from my, you know, my dad's experiences. Hmm. It's guiding is always during, that's the reason I, the last couple of years I've cut back, I only do a little bit. It takes away from your own personal hunting, mm-hmm. and uh, you don't have the time. I ain't, I don't go hunting for myself no more. except duck hunting, mm-hmm. but because now it's my kids, I'm mm-hmm. taking my kids out. Yeah. Before, I mean, we we used to go to Wyoming, go buy over the counter tags, and uh, go deer hunting. We did that for like five or six years in a row. Me and my dad, my brother, and some friends. Then we started going to Arizona bow hunting. We did that for five or six years in a row. Since I started guiding, we've went on one out of state hunting trip in the last 13, 14 wow. years. And you used to do all the time. And now I now I look at it and I said, that was I regret it. Mm. Now yeah. my now my dad is you got we're gonna have to pick and choose the hunts we can go on now. Yeah, we can't but just go can do still, anything. You can't still do it. You just you gotta you gotta step. Yep. See, I feel like that way with my dad because all I did is grow up. No, I, I didn't mean like that. This sounds bad. All I did, what we did growing up was elk hunt right and i i did like it and uh, it was a rush and we yeah we've had some amazing trips amazing stories just we could tell stories for hours but um it wasn't my number one thing that i like to do like yeah. he likes it my dad's oh a he loves elk it. freak like that's his that's Ta- everything to him. talking with him yesterday he's just, yeah, that's oh, all just he cares going about. crazy about yeah it. and that's awesome because that's how yeah. i feel about what i do so, yeah. right so everyone's different but um we i've always wanted to go to alaska my dad used to live there Thomas has never been. So next year we're going to Alaska to shoot caribou. And um, I wish I would have done it sooner, but I'm so glad I'm doing it. And I'm really glad that I get to experience that with him for oh, the first time. You're, 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 it's going to be a he's trip so, of a he's lifetime. He's excited out of his mind. You know what we need to do? We need to do I mean, do a podcast. I'll fix up my pack of how I would go. Okay. How That'd I would awesome. go to like, how I go every time. Okay. And come over. That'd and, be awesome. Uh, you guys have your stuff, kind of what you're going to be taking, and I'll show you what you need, what you got to have. That would be awesome. Yeah, before that'd you go. Okay. That'd almost be a, maybe a video for the channel even, maybe. Yeah, that'd be cool. That'd be really good, or we could do something separate, but that'd be, that would I would love that. Because you do, you fine-tune after doing it this long. You, you know what you have to have and what you don't really need. Uh, it's the same way with duck hunting. Yeah. There's these guys that I see take so much, I'm like, man, 
but way. you know what? But that takes years of experience. Yeah. So I would, that, yeah, I appreciate that because I would love that because I already know how it is. Like same thing was in the military. It's like you pack these certain things when you're going on whatever. It's, you yeah. cannot learn unless someone teaches you by we, experience. We went, uh, this is long before when I was young, we went to Wyoming hunting. And I packed up my bag. It was a day pack, mind you. We was going out for the day. <laughs> and I put so much stuff in my pack. I made it to the top of one hill, and I was like, I was done. I'm 20, 20, 21 years old, you know. I was like, mm. I can't go no farther. My mm. brother called me on the on the radio and said, hey, get over here. I got two nice bucks. And I didn't have the energy because I had too much stupid stuff in my pack that none of it, which I needed, but I don't know. It's just inexperienced. Yeah, know? right, right. Oh, I might need this. I might need this. Yeah, which is good that you plan. Yeah. There's a way you, you can, can do way it. way over plan. Yeah. Another store. I took a guy, Wyoming, and I don't remember the guy's name, so it doesn't matter, but we went up for one day, and it was bef- before noon. It had been raining. The trails were a little slippery. He's on horseback. And uh, we got up there, and we got off the horses, got light. He started walking around. Notice he started slipping. And for some reason, the fear came in his mind. He was from back east. He'd never been on a mountain in his life. Mm-hmm. He couldn't, for some reason, he couldn't handle it. He said, I got to get out of here. He says, we're, we're going to get injured and get hurt. I said, no, this is fine. We just we do this every day. Nope, nope, we got to go, got to go. Wow. And so he went, I couldn't get him back on the horse. And we started going down the seal. I was leading the horses, and he was behind me. And, uh, I got too far ahead of him just leading the horses, and he started hollering, wait, don't leave, don't leave. And I look back, and he's walking down backwards on hands and knees, crawling down this mountain. And I just led the horses How down. How steep was it? I just, it was just steep enough for the horses couldn't stand still. They start sliding because it's muddy. Uh-huh. But it's not steep, and it didn't have nowhere to go. It just it slowly flattened out, you know. But... We got to the bottom. I said, "Let me take your backpack and put it on the horse." He said, "Oh no, no, no!" I said, "I said you won't have you won't have no weight." I said, "Well, I'll carry it." He said, "No, we get separated. So I have all my survival gear in here." Uh-huh. And so you know, his mind he'd prepared for it. Yeah. But he wasn't prepared. He couldn't live ten minutes by himself. No kidding. Yeah. So it's it's all to do with the experience. Yeah. He'd never totally never been in that kind of situation in his life. He thought he'd watch videos. He thought he could do it. We come. We went back to camp. Got back like one o'clock. He got in his truck and left. So he he gave up his seven thousand dollars and left because he mentally he checked out. Well, it's just not. It's not for everybody. It's not for everybody, huh? You meet all all types. I bet. Well, (laughs) yeah, I bet you do. The only only reference I can have to that is military. Because you were all wearing the same thing, so we all look the same. All our heads are shaved. Yeah. You're wearing the same uniform. You think we're the same. You ain't the same. No. You go out and get a weekend pass in the military, and guys come out in solid black gothic clothes. Really? The next guy's in cowboy boots and a hat, and you're like, <laughs> what in Where the world? Where did this come from? Yeah, I didn't even, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So I, I, I know what you're saying is you just don't know. But here's the thing. When you put when people get put under pressure, the true oh, yeah. thing comes out. Most definitely. So, and I've had, and I've, that's the place that's going to happen. Oh, without a doubt, it'll it'll push you to your. You get in a any, I guess any aspect yes. of life. You hit that high pressure moment. You know what the true person is. Yeah, I've you know yourself. I've told my kids that in personal things. I said that when they hit bad spots in their lives, you know, I said this is what the test in life. Yep. I says 
How, how, you, how you handle yourself now yeah. and show people how you handle yourself. I said, that's the true you. Mm-hmm. It said, is. Yeah, because <clears throat> when that, so, well, I'm not going to use that reference, but when stuff happens and people react however it is, emotional, yell, scream, whatever, however they yeah. react, and they always say, that's not me. I'm actually like, actually, that is you. Yep. And I've done so many stupid things and how I react and I'm like, you want to think that's not normally me. It's like, well, you're never under that boiling point. Yeah. So that actually is what you are. You just need to learn how to contain it. Yeah. And that's, See, I mean, hey, go to personal lives and for people who hasn't had real problems, everybody's had money problems. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. And so you think that's, Oh my God, this is the most stressful yeah. thing you'd ever go through in your life. Mm-hmm. But close people that we're associated with actually went through Actually went through problems, marriage, right, marriage right. problems and stuff. They could care less about money problems. Right. That means nothing. No. So it's whatever you've been through. It is. Totally. But Yeah, well, man, thanks for coming on. We, oh, I, it's awesome. We, actually, I can't believe we're over an hour. Oh, wow. I, it goes fast. It, part of the reason, guys, I feel like this, well, it's overcast right now, so that's it's making nice. it very nice. Yeah. But just the view and just we have nothing else to do. Isn't it amazing how, like, you can just slow life down up here? It is. It makes you want to just, like, live up here and, like, try to get out of the rat race. What's crazy is, I know I was the same way when I was kids, but my kids, every morning they wake up, what can we do? Where can we? I just want to sit here and drink tea and yep. do nothing. <laughs> yep. And you know what, folks? And those of you listening from the South, yes, we're talking about sweet tea. <laughs> no, Everybody still thinks that's hilarious. Yeah. They're like, like if you, I don't know if you noticed that too. If you talk about drinking sweet tea around other people, yeah, sweet tea. That's back east. Yeah, that's a back east or a down south thing. Oh no, I don't. How in the world did that stem? Is it because of people that used to live down and moved out here? You know, all our, our family forefathers, all my family on both sides come from Oklahoma. And so that's probably Texas, why. So that's where they brought it from, I See, guess. Because it's our whole, all of our friends, all of us. That's what we drink, and you ain't yeah. going nowhere to find sweet tea around here. No, no restaurants. Have Nothing. It. But I, that's why I love going back east or down south. They're like, everywhere's got yeah, sweet got tea. I'm like, yes. Yeah. Yeah, so, anyways, yeah, that's what we do. That's what we like to do up here. We like to, everybody's got dirt bikes, and I don't actually have one this year, but we're out in tents, trailers. I guess people call it dry camping. Got a creek by us. That's how we get our water. And and I'm at the age now, too. I'm the same way. It's like, relax, talk, hang out. So, yep. podcast is a great place to do it, but. Thanks for coming on. Oh, you're welcome. That was enjoyable. We got I got like a hundred stories we could tell. It'd be oh, fun sometime. But well, maybe yeah. I'll. You're gonna be here all week. I might grab yeah. grab you again. I'll try to remember Think like some five s- good stories. There you go. Well, I, we'll do it again because that's I really. The reason I like doing up here is because there's so many of us up here and it's just so convenient because we're gonna sit around the table anyways and talk. Oh yeah. So why not come over here and hit record? Yeah. So thanks for listening, guys. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, uh, I'm glad you came on and. Check us out on Spotify, Apple Podcast, Stitcher, Google Play, and also we have the MVM Show on YouTube. Go on there. We're getting close to a thousand subs on that channel. That's specific. If you want to watch hunting and stuff like that, you can go to our other YouTube channel, Mid Valley Mercenaries, and see us on there. And duck season duck season's getting close, so been putting out some videos. Actually, I just did some duck identification. Yeah, I'm actually that. I got like two more to put out, and I was surprised how many people. Yeah. Liked it. It was more on duck sounds and what they make. But anyways, check that out. And we thanks thanks for listening, guys. We'll see you on the next one. <laughs>